0: Reading from the Gospel according to John, the 13th chapter. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus Jesus answered, you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and returned to the table and said, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example." ...that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master... ...nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself... ...and will glorify him at once... Thanks be to God. There's no telling how many times Jesus and his disciples ate together. One of the accusations against Jesus was that he was a glutton. He was constantly being chastised for eating with sinners. Apparently, Jesus liked to eat, just not alone. He liked to eat with others. Sharing a meal is a unifying act. If we have nothing else in common with the persons at the table, we have the table in common. And from the table, the meal. And then we begin to connect. It's one of the reasons we drag you up here frequently. We want you gathered at this table, united in spirit and with one another, with Christians around the world with Christians across the space of time, with Jesus himself. Whatever divisions we have, we have this table in common, hosted by our Lord. The disciples were accustomed to sharing a meal with Jesus. I'm sure, like us, they had their routines. James always sat by John. Or maybe they never sat together, they were brothers after all. Everyone had their places. They sat still, looking down, until Jesus finally offered the blessing. Again, he'd say, you know you guys are allowed to pray too, right? But who wants to pray in front of Jesus? On that night, soon before Jesus' death, they had gathered, found their spots. Jesus offered the blessing. There were side conversations about what had happened that day. The disciples are feeling the tension between Jesus' increasingly aggressive behavior and the religious authorities' even more aggressive responses. There's a lot to talk about, but it wasn't all business. Bartholomew would try to lighten the mood, crack a joke or two. You have to be funny with a name like Bartholomew. Everyone, everything was routine enough. When out of nowhere, Jesus stood up, took off his outer robe, tied a towel around himself, poured water into a basin, and began to wash and dry the disciples' feet. The first few disciples were speechless, they were confused, confounded. It didn't make any sense. It was the middle of a meal. No one washed feet in the middle of a meal. And even worse, this was their rabbi washing their feet. That never happens. A master never humbles himself before his servants. It was totally wrong. Humiliating for Jesus and for his disciples. They didn't understand. Peter, of course it was Peter, had seen enough. He wasn't about to let Jesus wash his feet. If anything, he should wash Jesus' feet. But he never offered to do that. Instead, he just refused. And when he did, Jesus said a mouthful, You don't know what I'm doing. People often looked at Jesus and did not know what he was doing. If we weren't so well trained in how we're supposed to respond to Jesus, we might wonder too, What's he doing eating with sinners? What's he doing touching that unclean person? Why is he healing a demon-possessed man? How's he walking on water? Who gave him the authority to challenge the authorities? And how dare he equate himself with God? Even on that night, years into their life together, Peter doesn't know what Jesus is doing. None of his disciples do. Everything is backwards. It's like the first will be last or something. Jesus promises that later they'll understand, which is an odd thing to say if almost immediately you're going to explain what it all means. John tells us that Jesus finished washing their feet, put on his outer robe, returned to the table and said, Do you know what I have done To you, You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set an example for you that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. The explanation is clear, and it's immediate. Jesus served his disciples, and it's an example of how they were to serve others. If you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. You'll be blessed tonight if you wash and if you are washed. It's Jesus' model. It's his command. But as significant as his example is, I think there must be more than the explanation he gave, more explanation to come. The disciples understood what he said. I've done this, so you'll do this. Simple enough. There's no further explanation needed, and yet Jesus said later you will understand. What's left to be said, left to be explained, is something he'd have to show foot washing, this humble and gracious act meant even more than than service when Jesus offered it. Like bread and wine become so much more in His hands. Water, basin, towel. In His hands they become sacramental. They reveal a mystery that only later, much later, can we even begin to comprehend. It's only at staring at that cross, seeing Jesus on it, that we begin to have even some understanding. It's only then, when we've considered the lengths Jesus would go to for our cleansing, for our salvation, that we can even begin to understand what it meant for him to wash dirty feet. And then, with our dirt on his feet, To climb up on that cross. Only then. Will we begin to understand. Amen.